What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. The weather is heating up, which means summer is almost here. Macy's is my go-to place for summer fashion, and I'm getting so excited just looking at Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside essentials. Macy's has everything you need for any summer occasion, your summer trip, wedding, or graduation. Macy's has you covered. You can shop all your favorite brands like DKNY, Michael Kors on 34th, shop at Macy's.com or in store. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Kaufman, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hi, friends. Hi. Um, so in studio today, um, continuing on the, the mom January, I've got um, Kristen Brust again, who was on last week's podcast. So much fun last week, and then we've got Leslie, another one of my mom, uh, one of my mom besties, Miss Leslie Crabtree. Hello, in studio. What's going on in everyone's life? Um, mom life. Love is back in school, so that's a little tricky. She just turned four. Oh, she turned four on Sunday. Four was really hard. What made it hard? Because Jolie's about to turn four, so I need the prep. I'll probably cry. It it just seems big. It's like the last of the baby days. Look at I get choked up. Four is a big age. I mean, I know. Listen, hashtag blessed. She's healthy. She's great. It's just, it just seems so big. And she's so, like, well-spoken. And she just looks like a little person now, not so baby, you know? Yeah, but, she's a little human. Yeah. So she turned four on January 5th. And then she woke up January 6th. And she was like, guess what? And I go, what? And she's like, I'm five today. <laughs> I was like, ah, it doesn't quite work like that, but <laughs> bless your heart. Well, Leslie, I mean, how old are your kids? Oh God, I've got one getting ready to turn 16. So talk about big. No, I, like, I don't care how old I get. I'm slashing the tires for you. When, please. <laughs> so that I can say that I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can say that with an honest heart. Yeah. Because it was me. It's, it's, it's tough. It's really, that's big. I don't care how old I get, but my kids, I still to this day can't sing them happy birthday it, without crying. I know. I get choked up when I sing them happy birthday. Because you were there on the OG birthday. That's right. 
So 16, so 16 and, and 13, but 16 is just, uh, it's rough. Hard. It's rough. You know, and someone said to me, it's the beginning of letting go. I was like, oh, stop. Like, stop. They're like, he's going to turn 16, and then in two years he's going to be in college. I'm like, do you really want me to completely have a, a breakdown? Because yeah, do they like you? Yeah, people? right. <laughs> Whose side do you want here? Yeah, so they your friends. I know. <laughs> the beginning of letting go happened when I uh, when they cut the cord for me. It really was a hard moment. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're not inside me anymore. It's going to get rough from here on out. Uh, well, it's true. I feel like the 16 age, though, well, I feel like every single age. I, uh, were you? Four, I don't know if I'm going to, I guess I'm going to be super sad at four, but at the same time, I love who Jolie is coming into. I feel like I'm going to have a hard time around the, the 12, 13 Were stage. you a bad 12, 13-year-old? Well, that's when my parents got divorced. Mm. So that's yes. a flood of emotion. <laughs> yeah. Well, 12, 13 with girls is also like puberty. Well, I didn't start my period until I was like 15, 16. 16 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Late bloomers so, stick together. Okay. <laughs> 12. 12. Well, my sixth grade year. So how old are you in sixth grade? You're 12, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and I feel like a lot, like I know a lot of kids are starting puberty younger too, because I think it's mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff, obviously, I think it's the foods and everything that we're eating, the hormones. that. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. But I mean, I haven't done the research, so I don't know. That's just my own naive right. thinking. What will people pick up on now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jana Kramer hates milk. <laughs> I don't know, though, because my 16-year-old is a late bloomer, but my now 13-year-old not. Mm. So I don't, and I don't know, was the 13-year-old influenced by the 16-year-old? You know, does that have any role in how quickly they develop that he has an older brother? And so maybe it moved him along? Because you know how if you're with your friends for an extended period of time, you can end up with your girlfriends. You end up on the same cycle. Yeah, Jana and I know because we have to talk each other off the ledge about every third week. <laughs> <laughs> so does that play a role in why the the 13-year-old is developing faster? I don't know. I think so. I think it's a second kid thing because Jace, I mean, he's he walked way faster than Jolie. He's already, he already said his first word way faster than Jolie because he, he's watching her. He's, you know, right. just like. You know, and they want in on the action. Yeah, they want to play. I mean, is Legend? Oh, is Legends he, like put me in coach. Yeah, he's like on a kitchen table. What are you doing, bro? Right. I mean, just words, all the words. Sixteen, though, I think is going to be hard because you're watching them drive. I can't, yeah. guys. I'm emotional today. Why? I don't know. I think it's just they seem big already. Is that it? Yeah. And if I put her in a Let's car get real and vulnerable, watched her, Kristen, what else is going on? <laughs> Uh, well, my husband's been on the USO tour, so that's not helpful either. But he comes home today, so okay, it's been an emotional. Like maybe I, that's why I've had this empathetic, face. like, how do soldier wives do this kind of week too? Where so I just don't know how because it does it's that. So dangerous, and and right now it's especially dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And he's like protected, and but he's also not <laughs> trained. I hate to say it. You know, like he's redneck trained. (laughs) (laughs) If they handed out rifles and there was a terrorist with antlers on his head, we could probably take him down fast. But I don't know if he would make it otherwise. (laughs) Anyways, no, I do think like the thought of like her getting in a car and going away, you know, it's so hard to just hard to let go anyways. Well, then you have to trust the other. That's the thing. Trust other drivers. Trusting anyone else. Trusting anything else. Because it's like, that's why I'm like, just right here. Stay in my little my my little section of safety. I've been pretty um, honest about the fact that I think Legend's never moving out and that I hate his wife. (laughs) Oh, and he's 17 months. So, 
yeah, it's going to be hard to let go. Have any of the boys had girls yet? Like, what about girlfriends? Wait, Leslie, you have boys only. I have two boys, yeah. So, like, you're going to have two women, possibly, unless one of them end up, you know. I I don't, I think we're safe there. I think we're safe. Not that not being safe is not, because we got to be real political Well, that's true. I, I think that we know which which gender my children prefer. But either way, you would be supportive. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, as far as girlfriends, again, I told you my 16-year-old is a late bloomer, the 13-year-old. So quick, funny story. We were in the car the other day, and I was asking the 13-year-old on the way home from school. I said, so, you know, buddy, anyone at school that you think is cute? Because, like, I need fair a fair heads up, right? Because like you, Kristen, I'm going to hate whoever he dates. I hate her. I don't even know your boys, and I hate these girls that are with your boys. <laughs> and if they if <laughs> they break happening? his heart, Mm-mm. careful. It's real hard for me not to get involved in their lives. So we're on the way home. Anyone cute, right, because I need forewarning. And he's my kid that will tell me anything. And he goes, no, not so much. And I said, are you sure? I was like, really? Nobody? Because it's the same girls as last year, and last year there were some girls that you thought were cute. He's like, oh, they're just friends now. I, was, I said, okay. I said, really? Nobody? He goes, no, but I'm sure there are girls who have a crush on me. <laughs> what? Yes. All right. He goes, well, last year there was like 10. Oh. Like, Drew! Wait, so tell me. Okay. Wait, no, you- wait. Time out, though. Sorry. That's hilarious. And Drewby's adorable. I call him and Drewby. he knows it. Yeah, he is. And he knows it. That's the problem. And I looked at him. I said, Drew. He goes, I think I married the adult version of Drewby. He goes, well, you asked. He goes, well, you asked me, Mom, and I told you. He was like, did you want me to lie? I was like, no, but. Glad to see you're not short on confidence. Yeah, which is great. But here's <laughs> here's the flip side to that conversation. Let me just play devil's advocate. Oh, boy. No, I'm just saying because you guys say that you're going to hate the the women. And I have also said that. But here's the flip side of that. What if the women are just like you? Strong, confident, loving, caring. Why would you then hate them? Because they're going to be good for, for your sons. Sure, hater then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I come at it from a little different angle. I I would be I would be happy for them. You know, I want someone strong and and don't they say that you end up marrying someone like your mom or someone like your dad? So I would want them to be strong, but at the same time, I'll still hate her a little bit. You know, because because I took your Cuz again, I'm the OG, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. now there's someone who who's coming into his life and is is going to take him away from me but at the same time I know that that's the way it's supposed to be such a mom he's gonna rip him out of my hand <laughs> <laughs> I mean she probably cut the umbilical cord and I just didn't know it I know but okay. you know I mean I want him in my life so I'll have to gut it out it right. is hard I think I have this theory that boy moms are harder to work your way in with that if they have one of each like I don't fear for Jace's wife as much as I would fear. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> but at least we'll have each other yeah. so I can talk you off the ledge and you can talk me off the ledge. But to your point with just boy moms, I feel like, I mean, that is two women taking your sons away. See, you and you've always taking. been. I'm oh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> I know we all taking. feel it. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like you've always been the only woman. Like you're the right. queen of the household. Right. You're the only female. Right. I don't. I wonder how. Probably not going to go well. Have you had? The, I wanted to ask about the sex talk, but let me know if we need to. What sex talk? Like, has she had the? And oh, when do you yeah. have the? Oh, yeah, when do Absol- you? Because yes. I'm real. Like, I feel like it's happening early. Are you and wanting earlier. to talk to a four year old? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I know it's like happening early and earlier for people, and that kind of stresses me out. Like, my yeah. neighbors have a ten year old little boy, and they had to like kind of have a like a 
topical conversation. Yeah, like a very like surface. scratch the surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, absolutely. Like, We've had the conversation. Listen, I've had to have. I didn't. I know. I've had to have conversations with my when my fifteen-year-old, soon to be sixteen-year-old, was thirteen, that were not anything that I really wanted to have, like about. Like masturbation? No, I don't. No, <laughs> I love that I, it's under the breath. <laughs> I don't. No, I'll talk to him about that. About about rape and ooh, like ooh. him being raped. Oh, yeah. There's there were there were headlines here. Oh wow. Yeah, at a school. Um, I don't. I, I don't know if it was alleged. I'll, let's just say that alleged. That some stuff went down in the locker room, in the boys' locker room, and so I felt like. You know, it was all over the place. The kids were talking about it. So I felt like I had to sit my kid down and say, listen, this is what happened. It's not okay. But this this could happen to you, too. It's not just a girl thing. It could happen to you, too. And talk about an uncomfortable conversation. You know, and then we had to have a conversation about oral sex. Also very uncomfortable. I, want, I need, like, like I, is that a <laughs> <laughs> Look, I learned what a was wait are you eighth asking, grade are you asking saying when right, is, that, is that a rhetorical Danny's question <laughs> okay that's what i learned about a <laughs> in eighth grade hey jill where are you now <laughs> when you little status report a little checkup <laughs> and i was like what's the <laughs> good i like that actually as in opposed to grade. jilly bean over there that's like can't talk hey. right now but <laughs> <laughs> what the hell but when like when do kids know about i guess i know oral sex when do they know about now I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm getting sweaty. I don't I know. like this. I, I, what, like, my face is turning red about it. I, I just explained to him what it was, and I said, let me tell you something right now. It's a very intimate act, so you better make sure that you really like the girl who's... But what about, like... Who is servicing you. That's... Oh, uh, that just, you know, it's... It's like the theme song <laughs> right? from Pretty Woman just went through my head. It's just... What yeah. about sex, though? What about sex? Like, what about that conversation, the birds and the bees? I made Chris have that conversation. Fair mm. enough. Throw something over to the other side. I did. I was like, in the car now with your kid. We're going to the lake. We're driving separate cars. <laughs> I'm taking Drew. You're taking Sean. And you're going to have the conversation. And if you have it by the time you get to the lake, I'm shoving you in a room and you're having it until you, you know, you're not coming oh, out of the room you until you have the conversation. I wonder what like a dad would say, like, just use a condom. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, what they say. I don't I don't know what he said. I don't want to know. I I just, when God. he came in, he just kind of gave me the, he walked in the door and gave me the little nod. I was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> Good. And, if he and then I had up, to have the oral sex him. conversation and I had to have the other awkward conversation Can about you paper, rape. scissors, rocks for that next time and maybe get yourself out of the, how would you say it to oh. Ledge or Love? I don't <laughs> like this question. I don't, I have so many years. <laughs> you do. I don't know. It's just probably going to have to even come sooner for our kids well so here's what's probably going to happen first on i'll never forget this on mother's day when my oldest was like six he comes in he goes mommy how do babies get in your belly Mm. i'm like oh my god it's mother's day and you're six do we really have to talk about this i remember i looked at him i was like do you really want to (laughs) know he was like uh yeah i was like are you sure you want to (laughs) know like i was trying to get out of it he was like yeah i really want to know i'm like i default and toss it up i'm like god put him there what, what do you want for lunch? I would say like when mommy and daddy, when a mommy and a daddy love each other or like when a husband and wife love each other, a baby appears. I, I didn't even go there. Yeah. What'd you say? I just said, cows. Oh boy. <laughs> Whales. <laughs> Dogs, he's so cats. Confused. He's like, yeah. He's at school and they're like, do you know how babies are made? He's like, yeah, cows and whales put them there. He's like, gets all turned around. It's like, they just, 
they get in there and they get in there. <laughs> there. That's one way of putting it. And they all have to come out through the same tunnel. Man. Wow. Content. Well, I'm I hope you guys all enjoyed the first 15 minutes of um <laughs> Early educational sperm. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and then uh, got some exciting news. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. You spend one third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. So Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. With breathable design, Casper helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, Google, Casper is becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. Casper offers three other mattresses, the Wave, the Essential, and the Hybrid. So we have a Casper bed for Jolie and... (laughs) No joke, the amount of times that Mike ends up falling asleep on Jolie's Casper mattress is about um, almost every other night. And he comes down and he's like, that is the most comfortable mattress ever. So it looks like we're about to get another Casper mattress for our house. All designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. and affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. And they are delivered right to your door in a small, how do they do that, size box. Free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. Get $100 toward select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash wine and using wine at checkout. Terms and conditions obviously apply. Again, get $100 toward select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash wine and using wine at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so I'm really excited because today's episode, we have Mel Robbins on the podcast today. She's a um, motivational speaker, which I just, I love motivational speakers. I'm a big fan of like Rachel Hollis. Um, But Mel Robbins is actually one of the biggest all-time motivational speakers and how she's been able to basically go from nothing to, you know, selling out big arenas. And she has that five-second rule, which I'm really excited to talk about. But I think a lot of it is just that motivating. And I'm curious, like, for you girls, what is one thing for you that, like, you want to get motivated about? Like, what is holding you back? What's making you feel stuck? Is it the relationship? Is it work? Is it your own thing? Like, what what is it for you that just – because, I mean, I have – I'll just say, I'll start. Like, when I'm in bed, it's – I have things that I want to do, but I don't know how to, like, get there, and then I doubt myself. I'm like, well, that can never happen. I can't do that. Or very similar. So then I just sit in bed and then I then go on Instagram. And then obviously I've talked about this before, but I'm just like, oh, see, they're doing it and they're doing it. Which is funny because like from my point of view, I feel like you're one of the most motivated humans I know. Like you're a hustler. Yeah. You and my husband have the same business manager. Whenever I talk (laughs) to our business manager, he's always... like refers to you he's just like she's a hustler Janet's a hustler and I do hustle I feel like I I doubt myself so I I would like to hustle without the doubt Mm -hmm. there's my thing doubtless hustle a doubtless hustle what about you Les I think I need to I want I'm stuck in figuring out what's next for me you know as my kids get older and require less of me and less day-to-day and pretty soon I'm gonna have a driver so that means I'm not even a taxi much anymore you're not an uber you don't need to share your bins so now I'm like what what do I do next and with 
know, with all that I've been through in the last year, I want to do something with that mm-hmm. um, and figure out. But and like you, I'm like, okay, I see on Instagram all these people doing what I want to do. And I'm like, but how do I get there? Because, well, she was a she was a TV reporter before she did that. So she's got connections that I don't have, you know, so I've and so then I do nothing. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't I don't know uh, how to get past that. I think fear really is just what makes me just kind of paralyzes me. I'm like, well, I don't doubt that. I could do something someone else is already doing and do it differently because I just really feel like we're a pretty Christ-centered household. So for me, I'm just like, God, there's a path, and that's what you do, and anything that's meant for you will always find you. That's kind of like our go-to slogan in our house, like what's meant for you always finds you. So, But it is, I just have this, I sometimes, this is one thing I actually, one of the questions I wanted to ask Mel is like, how do you not let what other people say because you can be as tough as you want to be, but, and, you know, like, uh, Brene will say, like, the the famous quote, when you're in the arena and you play in the arena, and, and I get all of that, and, like, I get really hyped up, but then there's, like, one really harsh comment, and that I just, I'm not made, I don't think, to be in the spotlight, so that's what's always kind of kept me from doing what I've always wanted to do, because I can't take, like, I could never do what Jana does, ever. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I just don't know how, either. well, because you're still human, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and no matter how ridiculous the comment, it would be hard for me to get past it. And that would, for me, it would be very unmotivating. It would take all the wind out of my sails, and I don't know that I would recover. Mm-hmm. I would probably just bag it. And and I think, because <clears throat> I know there is a lot of stuff out there right now, I, you know, I think, um, I would say this. It's hard because I've put myself in that situation to have criticism but also to because we have been so open. Like, for example, when I had mentioned the 24-hour rule um, last episode, that got slaughtered in the media because, you know, it's like, so you're saying someone can lie, and but I, I wasn't, you know, what I was even saying in that is when someone has a character defect of lying all the time, sometimes they just need a space to... Be like, oh, crap, that was a lot. I need to go back and fix it so that they're not scared and they don't hold on to it and they don't justify. So that is just something that works for us. But anything that I ever say or do, it just it just becomes. But I've also put that out there to be criticized. Right. So that's something that I have to. But I do that, think on the scale of what you guys have put out and how much you've helped, like, I think you're you're helping people. I mean, there was I know you and Mike well. I mean, we've done a lot of life together, all of us. And. I still listen to some of those episodes and I like get choked up, you know, because it's all there's just so much that I can identify in my own marriage or my own life. And so I think when you guys put out what you put out, you're helping people outweighs the people that have an opinion no matter what. You know, there's just always going to be that group. And I know that and I can say that to you. But if they did that to me, I would just be like, Mm -hmm. really? You know, it's something interesting. Um, I had a therapy session a couple weeks ago, or no, this was, it was this week. It was like yesterday. Um, why, so, see, there you go. That was a lie. The days are long, but the years are short. Welcome to parenthood. It was yesterday. Um, and, you know, she's like, we sit in this room and we talk, we're talking about so many different things, whether it be the, my relationship or, or this person or that person. And she's like, you don't, you need to talk about you in, in, 
and your stuff and what, you know, who you are. And so she made me do this exercise, I am me. And I had to like write out like, I am this, I am that. And it was so hard for me to do because we don't ever focus on the positive stuff of our, I was like, well, because everything I was writing at first, it was like negative. Like I can be quick to talk. I can be quick to be, you know, um, uh, you know, say nasty things if I'm hurt. And I and, and she's like, you, we leave off the stuff that's actually like, I'm kind and I'm good to those that, you know, I, I trust the people. I give people chances. I, you know, I, so it's like we, we, we don't focus on the positive of ourselves. And that was like so telling. And she's like, would you like me to write down what I see in you? And then I was just like, no. No, I know. I got so uncomfortable. She's like, why are you so uncomfortable? I was like, because I don't believe it. And then she's like, well, that's a problem. Like, it's just so interesting that we just focus on the negative of, of ourselves and, and not the positives, which I think those negatives focusing on that is what is pulling us down. I also think, I feel like it's easier to focus on the negative. Do you know what I mean? It's sort yeah. of like it's it's easier to focus on the negative in anything, you know, criticizing your husband or what you don't like about, you know, your house or your mm-hmm. I just feel like that comes easier because I don't I don't know. I feel like when you pump yourself up, it but you kind of have up, to. You have going? to, but yeah, cuz no one else is going to right, but I also I, just I don't know with it, just, it too. It feels very um I don't know. I'm a great friend feels like I know I'm like I don't want to write that down yeah I was like well what about all the times that I haven't been a great friend and she's just like oh my god (laughs) she's like I can't well I do like if I say anything to Jan I'm like Jan I'm really proud of you friend I feel like you're doing a really good job friend I feel like you're a really brave friend like she's like yeah okay so where do you want to go for lunch tomorrow and I'm like oh there it goes swatted away we swatted away I do think being a mom though does start to change that a little bit because I know the ways I talk about myself or the way I used to talk about myself, I've had to change because love, Mm -hmm. our daughter, is like literally soaking in everything I say. So Mm -hmm. when I have a hard time putting on my Spanx because it's like my Spanx leggings and I'm like, it's been a rough holiday season, I now say, wow, this is mama's healthy body. I'm having a hard time getting these pants on instead of, you know, wanting to say like, I feel like a badass, you know, just yeah. The way I talk about myself is also the way she is going to learn what I think of myself and what she should think about herself. And so that filter has been really good for me to kind of like put it through her eyes because she thinks I'm like stunning. I mean, she really mm. she thinks I'm pretty. She, you she, are. Oh, but OK. You know. And wh- where do you want to go for lunch tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> swat it away. Yeah. Swat that one away. Well, I'm excited to talk to her. She's going to be, you know, she's going to be an awesome guest to have on the show to help us. Get out of our <laughs> poor Mel. What it she is? Know what she's signing up our, for? It's like for me, it's like a January funk. Does anyone else have that? Well, the I hype feel like is I over. Get real I, stuck in January. I love January. You do? Well, yeah. I was born in it, though. Oh, that's true. I do think it's like a though. funk, though, because you everything. The hype is over. You mm-hmm. know, like the New Year's here, and there's supposed to be some like magic switch in your body or your brain where you just do everything so much better and different and like. YOLO in 2020 and it's like that's not realistic really Christmas is over the decorations are down yeah so Leslie yeah gonna give you the floor for the mamas out there that or the ladies you don't have to just be a mom um and you can be young you can be old you can be in the middle yeah you can be any floor is yours so I don't I think we talked about this the last time we were together um about me finding out that I was BRCA positive Yes. Yeah. So 
found out that I'm BRCA2 positive, which means that that puts me at an increased risk for breast and ovarian cancer. So one of the preventative measures to hopefully not get breast cancer, because that's what I'm at greatest risk for, is to have your ovaries and fallopian tubes removed and then consider a double mastectomy. So I felt like ovaries and fallopian tubes were, were a given. I was done having kids, done with my family. But what it does is it throws you into instant menopause. Like you wake up from surgery and bam, you're in menopause. And you're young. And I am not of menopausal age yet. Now, was I headed that direction? Absolutely. Well, we all are essentially. Yeah. yeah. I'm closer. We're one day closer to it <laughs> yeah. than we were yesterday, ladies. <laughs> I'm closer than you guys. But um, with instant menopause comes all sorts of really not fun things. Um, you Why know, are the hot flashes? So I woke up last night oh, no. drenched. Like, changed my shirt, peed the bed. I didn't pee the bed, but it felt right. that. My pillow was wet. My shirt was wet. My The sheets were wet. I threw the sheets off. I changed my shirt. I got back in bed because the sheets are still wet. Now I'm cold, and then I'm hot again, and then I'm cold. But I used, you know, I had your train of thought. I was like, okay, hot flash. I burned extra calories. Exactly. <laughs> trying to cool off. I like it. <laughs> but what I learned today was my um, breast surgeon wanted to check my estrogen level to see how far off the cliff I've fallen. And let's just say that I'm fully on the floor. But, like, have you been – because you haven't had the mood swings, have you? You would have to ask Chris. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But, I mean, has it been – there are definitely you were a little you were really afraid of that part, right? Well, that and honestly, Chris would not appreciate me talking about this, but obviously, but but I'm going to anyway. So, but earmuffs, Chris, because away but we our, go. <laughs> um, but our sex life, like one of the things that happens in menopause is dryness, and it's it's a real thing. Like to the point where I looked at him the other day, and I was like, "Your penis may as well be made of tiny shards of glass," because that is exactly oh what it feels like. There, Chris. I, there is medicine apparently for that. There is, which is why I had my estrogen checked. Okay. I, he can put me on estrogen, a, a low dose estrogen to just kind of get me over the hump mm-hmm. and, and to help with. And get you humping. Uh, and to help <laughs> with things. <laughs> and I mean. so he wanted to see how far, how, how low was my estrogen before he put me on the estrogen. Um, so the good news is, is even if, even if he puts me on the estrogen, it doesn't undo what was done by removing my ovaries, but it will hopefully get me over the hump. But yeah, some days I don't know if I'm coming or going. I don't know which end is up. For the women that are, you know, BRCA or want to find out if they are, what is your best advice for them? Is it, because I mean, obviously you made the decision and you're making the decision to get your breast removed this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have the double mastectomy this summer. Um, if you are worried about being BRCA positive, you can you can take a test. You can take a genetic test. I mine was done by my gynecologist, but because your mother had passed. because my mother had ovarian cancer. I, I lost my mom to ovarian cancer. She's the only one in my family though. We did not have a deep history of ovarian or breast cancer. So when I took the test, I was a giant asshole and was like, "Yeah, take the test. It's going to be negative. I'm not even worried about it." So when it came back positive, I was stunned. Yeah. That's overwhelming. It's really overwhelming because I never even worried about it, not even for a second. Even after the test was done, I wasn't even worried about getting the results back Mm. to the point where when my doctor called me and said, you're positive, I was like, positive for what? I was was such an asshole. I thought it was going to be nothing. But you can take a genetic test. From what I understand, you can do the, I think, 23andMe 
mm-hmm. has a box that you can check when you send your sample in as to whether or not you want to be tested for BRCA. Oh, wow. So that's a way you can do it. There are all kinds of ways and that you can, you can find get a dad tested. or a relative. Yeah, yeah, and you can find out they and have a lost, brother. My dad, by the way, keeps, he's like, hey, it's your dad. And I'm like, dad, please get off 23 and me. Like, I, I get it. You're my dad. Like, we're cool. <laughs> yeah. What so you can do it that. that way. But I would just be, I, I would caution anyone, don't just go out willy-nilly do it because you can't unsee those results. Mm-hmm. So just know that you're ready to hear whatever comes back. Because it might not be BRCA. It might come back and say, hey, you are at risk for rectal cancer. Well, you can't live without your rectum. So you got to know, you got to know that you're ready to hear. I, I don't know so, if you were comfortable saying this, so, but how old are you? Cause you look so young to me. I am 47. Oh, wow. Yeah. Looking good. Thank you. Yeah. I'm 47. I would not have guessed. Yeah. I mean, so, still young. It's still young and I but still I, wasn't in menopause. Um, What's you know, the average age we, and my mom was 34 when she went through menopause, which the is average normally Young. That is really young. Yeah. The average age is 52. Okay. I thought I thought it was closer to 50, but I couldn't remember. That's the average age. Yeah. So I was definitely headed that direction. I'm but. terrified of menopause because my anxiety is already through the roof. My emotions are already like, I'm going to be there to hold you. It's going to be great. <laughs> We're going to get through it. We get through are it we? all. Yep. We sure are. And every 21 days, I'll remind you until you get to menopause. <laughs> and then I'll remind you every four months. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I love you. <sighs> Let's take a break. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Okay, I... How do I say it's not being mean? I've, I was going to say, I've never been more excited to have this guest in the studio, but I am so, so freaking excited to have Mel Robbins in studio. Wow. Never I'm been in. more excited? You have very low standards. No, I just have. <laughs> I was her guest before. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I just have so much to ask you. I just feel so stuck oh. and I just need your help. Oh. I could cry. Okay. Um, no, but I just, well, first of all, Mel Robbins isn't, like, you're the biggest freaking motivational speaker out there. You've completely changed your life. And I feel like for me and maybe some other listeners out there who scroll on Instagram and see that, and it's like, oh, it's that tinge of, not jealousy, but I like, I, how do I, how do I do that? How do I, how do I get unstuck? And I know you have your five second rule book, which is, you know, uh, it was, it was named the number one audiobook in the world and the fifth most read book of the year on Amazon. So that's incredible. Um, but <laughs> how do I start? <laughs> well, it started at the beginning. Where are you stuck? Okay. I, well, I don't know how honest I really like it. <laughs> well, I'm going to warn know, you right I, now. You don't know if you want Mel to come back or. <laughs> well, I'm going to warn you right now mm-hmm. that um, it, there's no halfway with me. Okay. And that I believe that everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and that there's a reason why you're talking to me today and that it's going to come out in terms of whether or not you want to just start talking about how you're stuck or whether or not I drag it out of you. <laughs> because <laughs> either way, either way, it's coming out. That's, sounds well, fun. that's the only way that I roll, because I think that we talk mm-hmm. about the things that we're comfortable talking about. And that means that we don't talk about the things that we need to talk about that are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you said that already jumped out at me is that you use the word jealousy and you used Mm -hmm. it in terms of 
scrolling through social media and, you know, maybe you land on one of the videos that we put out every single day to the millions of our followers. And what strikes you is, well, here's a woman who 11 years ago was at rock fucking bottom, drinking too much, marriage in crisis, $800,000 in debt, three kids, the definition of stuck, the definition of self-loathing. And somehow she pulled her together and she changed her life. And now she is helping other people do that. And I'm jealous of the fact that she did that. Jealousy is a really interesting thing because it's very powerful. There is the jealousy that is destructive. That is the negative jealousy. When you look at what somebody has and you're envious and you believe they don't deserve it. But then there's the jealousy that I think is really positive that's tied into your intuition and your intelligence. And jealousy that's positive shows up as a huge like ding, 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 ding signal from your soul that there's something in that thing that you're seeing that the other person is doing that's calling you forward. And so your jealousy of the fact that I hit this moment and somehow figured out how to get unstuck, that means that your soul is trying to tell you, I feel so stuck and I need you to make a decision to change your life. That's what is at the heart of the jealousy comment that you just said. And it's a very positive thing. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I mean, and, and and I do like, because I am a, I, I hustle like I I really do hustle, and I I you know because I I provide for my family and my kids and, um, you know and and a lot of times when I do look at that, it's like I I want to be able to you know which is why like I had we have this podcast and I'm trying to help others and trying to you know use my experiences to, um guide others and help others that what what I've been through but also when you get stuck in your own mm-hmm. it's like how you know the if, for example like you said you had crippling anxiety like sometimes I feel like my anxiety takes over so much of my life and the things that I want to do in my life because I'm too afraid to go and enjoy I'm too afraid to go to um fly a couple hours away to enjoy myself with some friends because I'm too afraid of X, Y, and Z or my kids or, or I'm going to have an anxiety attack and I, and what if I pass out? And it's like, I live my life so fear-based that it's holding me back from so many things that I could be enjoying or I could be growing. Yes. Okay. So a couple things, let's go deep. You just said that you provide for your kids. So are you the primary breadwinner in your marriage? Yes. Welcome to the new reality where 40% of the women who work are the primary breadwinners of their household and welcome to something that I call breadwinner resentment rage. And what that is, is it's a dynamic that's, that's happening in primarily heterosexual relationships. It happened in my relationship. When you start out earning your partner, there is this whole f***ed up passive aggressive thing that happens Because, and I'm not saying that this is what's going on in your marriage. I know nothing about your marriage. I'm saying this is what happened in my marriage, and this is what happens for almost every single woman that then hits that moment where you become the provider. When it comes to you earning more money, there is a direct attack psychologically that your partner undergoes because 
just like women, this is so up that it's this way, but forever women have been told to be good girls and to look good. And, you know, we're so hard on ourselves and on our bodies because society has prioritized youth, being thin, looking good when it comes to being a woman. For dudes, it's about being successful and providing. And so the second that you're in a relationship where now, according to culture, you're the one that's providing for the family, your husband, your partner, this happened in my relationship too, when I started out earning my husband, they go through an identity crisis where they're saying that they're proud of you, but they actually Mm -hmm. resent you because Mm -hmm. they don't feel successful anymore. And they don't feel, uh, you know, like they're the ones that's providing. And it, ta- and it creates tremendous turmoil in your relationship. I would echo, this is Kristen. Hi, Mel. Hi. Fan. You're amazing. <laughs> um, I am on my second marriage. Um, I would say, I would echo that completely accurate because in my first marriage, I felt like I raised him a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's not a slam. It's just like, I'm a go-getter. I'm a hard worker. And I just handled And he was hanging on you know mm-hmm. and the resentment i'm like dude do something you know anything spin in a circle put the dishes away it it is it's a really there's a lot of resentment there i've never heard it phrased the way you did and it's so well put because that's a real thing and i think especially in the industry that jana and i are in my husband's in country music my forever husband if you will <laughs> um is in country music and he is now he is the breadwinner and and there's something in my, in my brain that's having a hard time accepting that, you know, and I'm yeah. a stay at home mom now with a degree and a kick ass resume and a career that I hung up, hung up. And, and so now I'm going, how do I get back in? And when you said stuck, it like instantly brought tears to my eyes. What are and the tears you, from? Why am I crying? <laughs> because it's that stuck feeling like, what do, what do you do now? You know, I have this, I got to lock my shit up, Mel. Um, no, you don't. I, like locking it up is not working. Yeah, I know. It's just like you're a stay-at-home mom for four years, but there's so much more. more. So much more. So here's the thing. And then you, there's some sort of guilt associated with that, too, as if being a mother isn't enough because I'm obsessed with these human beings, probably to like a really creepy degree that I <laughs> am raising, you know? So but, let me reframe this for you. You ready? Yeah, you're you not said you're here for a reason today. I like instantly had tears and I was like, I'm probably going to cry. Well, I'm here for a reason because where you're at in terms of the way that you're thinking about things is causing you a lot of emotional pain. And it doesn't have to be that way. What you're feeling is what every single woman on the planet feels, which is the real conflict between caretaking and ambition. And being ambitious, somehow having the ambition be in conflict with your role as a mother and as a a wife. And what I want you to know is that you're not stuck. What's happening is that you're really present to your ambition. That's it. And there's nothing wrong. And you had the greatest gift on the planet, which is you've been able to stay home with your kids That's incredible. And now what you need to know is that it's time to listen to that ambition. You're not stuck at all. And here's something else I want to tell you, because I've been married. Geez, I don't even know what year are we in 2020. 
It's 24. So you're still 20, married to... 24 years. Yep. So I've been married okay. 24 years. And I'll go back to the breadwinner resentment rage and talk to you about like what Chris and I worked through. Because what happened in my marriage is when we were about 15 years, uh, probably like 12 years in, he had always been the primary breadwinner, but his uh, he had gone into the restaurant business and we had put our entire life savings into it and it went under uh, or was going under. And we were $800,000 in debt. We had three young kids. The liens hit the house. The bankruptcy letters started to arrive. I ended up getting... Uh, fired from my job. This was 2008, lousy year for everybody, huge housing recession. And I did what any functioning adult would do when your life starts to go down the toilet. I started drinking like it was my job. And uh, because it's easier to, of course, numb your pain than it is to face it. And um, I, for six months straight, would drink myself to sleep every night. And then I would hit the snooze button five times in the morning and the kids would miss the bus. And Chris was already left the house because he didn't want to be in the house when I woke up because I was a raging bitch because it's easier to scream at them than to get your own life together. And I never thought at the age of 41, this would be my life, that I'd be on the verge of losing everything, that I would be in the gutter, that I would feel like the world's worst mother, that I would not know how to pay for groceries, that... I was scared of the cars getting repossessed. And um, I made a decision in that moment. That's when I invented the five-second rule. Um, the story's kind of crazy, but I basically one night was giving myself one of those pep talks that the two of you have probably in this moment of your life are giving you like, okay, I got to make a change. I got to do something different. I got like, this isn't working, but you don't know what to do. You're stuck. But I was saying to myself, I got to get out of bed. I got to get out of bed. And then I see this rocket launch across the television screen. And all of a sudden, I go, holy cow, that's the answer to getting out of bed. Because, you know, Jana, you talk about crippling anxiety. That's why I wasn't getting out of bed. The alarm would ring. And the first thing that I would feel was anxiety. And then the depression. And then it was like one of those weighted blankets of emotion burying me alive in the bed. And I'd hit the snooze button. I didn't have the resolve or the confidence to get up and face my problems. So it was easier just to hit the snooze button. But I see this rocket launch and I go, whoa, what if I launch myself out of bed so fast tomorrow morning, I move before the anxiety kicks in? What if I'm out of bed before that weight of emotion and all of the fears trap me there? And so the next morning, I just counted when the alarm went off like a rocket. So stupid, five, four, three, two, one. And I stood up. And that's the that's the five second rule. That's all that it is. You count backwards five, four, three, two, one. When you're doubting yourself, when you're procrastinating, when you have anxiety, it's the little push. And it's actually a brain trick that turns out to have a ton of science behind it that you can use to change any thinking pattern, any behavior pattern, any aspect of your life. And so how I used it to deal with the resentment that my husband had there, deal with the, the resentment I had for my husband at that point. And how I continued to use it to change my marriage and to change where my life was at when I felt so stuck is that any time there was something I needed to do, whether it was not snap at Chris, I'd go five, four, three, two, one, and just counting backwards, switched gears in my brain, settled my body, and allowed me to talk to him from a place of my values instead of snapping at him all the time. And five, four, three, two, one, I'm picking up the phone, I'm looking for a job. Five, four, three, two, one, if I'm feeling guilty, I say, this is not serving me. I'm not going to feel guilty. And I literally, five seconds at a time, decision by decision by decision, changed the way I was thinking and changed what I was doing. And the entire trajectory of my life changed. 
Chris started using it in the restaurant business. 54321, they're going back in to talk to their landlords. 54321, they're laying people off. 54321, they're meeting with investors and having the embarrassing conversations about where things are going with their business, even though they want to tell a different story. And slowly but surely, everything changes. Now, I ended up sharing the five-second rule in a TEDx talk. Uh, I don't know I went, how long ago. It was like a 10 years ago, eight years, whatever. It's got 20 million views now. And that's what led to my speaking career. People started to write to me. That's what led to me writing a book about it, even though I'm dyslexic as hell. And that was a whole nother story. But as my career took off, you two, and Chris stepped away from the restaurant business, and I became the primary breadwinner, there was this totally f***ed up dynamic in our relationship where I could tell he secretly resented me. And what we have unpacked in our marriage is that for men, the pressure to succeed, the profession, the pressure to be professionally successful, the pressure to provide, the profession, the pressure to make money, that is nonstop for dudes. And when you start to out earn them and they're the ones in the pickup line at school or they're the ones that are watching you on television or they're the ones that are being asked, oh, wow, Mel, Mel's doing dynamite, you know, Jana's killing it, you know. There's something that happens for their self-confidence that they don't know how to resolve and they secretly no longer see you as their partner. They see you as a person that's making them feel demasculated. And then when you come home because you've been working all day and there's freaking dishes in the sink and the laundry's piled up and you're like, what have you been doing all day? That makes it even worse. Mm -hmm. And so they start to spiral. And so that's the dynamic I'm talking about. And what we had to do in our marriage is talk about, okay, we're 15 years in. What are the roles we want to play in this next chapter? And as it turns out, this was the greatest gift on the planet for me and Chris because Chris is the primary provider in our household for emotional stability, spirituality, love, Mm. consistency. He is a way better parent than I am. Um, No question. And, you know, I used to be so pissed off because my ambitions, I was channeling it into him. And looking back, every fight he and I ever had was me driving my ambitions at a guy that's not motivated by money. And the second I started making money, I learned something about myself. I'm ambitious as hell, and I love that. And I love business, and I love the game of making money, and I love making a difference, and I love building And that's amazing. And I am at my highest when I'm out there building something and making an impact, and Chris is at his highest purpose right now in his life when he is caring for our kids and caring for our community. And he had to do a lot of work to realize that that kind of providing is way more valuable and successful than any amount of money in a bank account. And that's the kind of work that you need to do in your marriage if that resentment piece around your success versus his success, your role in business, busyness versus his opinion that you should be home more and he shouldn't be the one. Like that's all the shit that's got to get worked out if there's resentment in your marriage. Now I want to talk about the guilt that you feel having been a stay-at-home mom. The number one thing you could do for your children is to follow your dreams. What is it that you want most for your children? Tell me. Just freedom. 
What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really try not to be emotional. Don't stop that. What the <laughs> f***? <laughs> like hardcore. Of Just course. Freedom. I mean, part of the reason I keep trying to build a brand on this side is, mm. sorry guys, um, is to like provide this idea to our daughter because I grew up with two working parents, mm-hmm. so I've always just been an ass kicker. I mean, I have had, I've had so many jobs since I was like fourteen, cleaning out mini refrigerators from my uncle's business at University of Michigan. I mean, let's talk about, you know, yeah. Um, and I just want her. Her name is Love. I want Love to see what a strong woman looks like. Yeah, and who's going to show as, her? As I as I cry about it, who's going to show <laughs> her? Ironic. Well, and so it's, I've been building this like little bitty brand, you know, here okay, and there, so, bits and so pieces. So first of all, the, you're doing what every woman does. You are diminishing mm-hmm. your ambition and you are diminishing yeah. what you're up to. Who I am, am I to build I am this doing thing? big things. I mean, of course I, you are. I'm launching, I launched my podcast this Saturday, which is pretty exciting for me. Congratulations. Thanks, Mel. It's all good. It's just, you know, like there's that guilt factor you what? deal with. Talk with to doing me anything. about the guilt. Why do you yeah. feel guilty? Because it feels distracting from them. And I'm the primary parent. My husband's gone so much. Okay. So it's me. We don't like have nannies or babysitters on the regular, really. So, okay. So you're at the point in like, this pursuit of building something that's your own where you need help. That's what's happened. And the guilt is coming from the fact that you don't feel deserving of having somebody come in to watch the kids while you pursue this thing for you. Yeah. Because right now it's not monetarily bringing in anything. Your husband makes money. Right. But like what I'm doing so isn't what? bringing in money. That's yet. a really good point. But so what? Does it does it have to bring in money to make you happy? No. Can it just no? Be I love and, it. Yeah. I mean, I've had a blog. I had a blog for like 12 years, and no one read it until Jana posted that I had written a piece on miscarriage, and it just went crazy viral. And I was like, oh, like my sweet little web nest finally is getting some attention. You know, I don't do it to make money honestly i'm not i'm i'm not super motivated by money i just always have had to make the money like in the previous marriage and my whole life to provide for myself and i didn't have a lot of help from parents or you know so so here, now here's, I'm like here's what i just to... hear you ready okay you ready i think so you're put your seat wet put your seatbelt on there's a okay. lot of salt water happening over here good get it out of there so um here strap on your seatbelt because here's the real issue So the real issue is that you have a pattern of behavior and belief that no longer serves you. Mm -hmm. For anybody on the planet that feels stuck, if you're listening to us talk right now and you feel stuck, here's the good news. The good news is all that's happening is there's a pattern of behavior or a pattern of thinking that somebody else trained you in that comes from the past that you're repeating right now and it no longer works. And the pattern of behavior that you have is, I got to do it on my own. Nobody's Mm. here to help. Yeah. That's really accurate. (laughs) And so the simple way to change this, and it's a brand new skill that you need to develop for yourself, 
is you have to ask for specific help. That's it. Because if you don't break this pattern, I can tell you what's going to happen. You're going to sit at home and have aspirations and continue to diminish your dreams. And you're going to continue to tell yourself a lie, which is you don't deserve help unless you can pay for it yourself. Mm. And then you're going to also secretly wish that your partner would notice and offer it up. And the resentment in your in you keeping this need silent is going to build and build and build. Because we women love to pretend that our partners can read our minds. And then oh, we punish think. people when they can't. And so all you need to do, this is a really simple thing to change and it will change everything because you want love, your daughter, to know that she doesn't have to do everything on her own. You want your daughter to know that she can ask for help. And the only way she's going to learn how to do that is by watching her mom do the same. We were all raised by mothers who didn't ask for help, which is why none of us do it. You can break that pattern and that cycle by going to your husband with a very specific request. There are three days a week that I need five hours out of the house. And what I want to do on those five hours are X, Y, and Z. And he is offering that too. You won't accept it. No. So I feel like I don't know where to send my copay to you for this session, but you really are so enlightening. You can send it to the universe because here's the thing. Like I, I feel like all human beings can be explained by one simple concept. Our brains love to learn patterns. And so if you think that you're unworthy, if you think you're not good enough, if you think you're unlovable, if you feel guilt, if you procrastinate, those are just patterns and it's somebody else's bull that they put in your mind a long time ago. And when you identify that there are thinking patterns or behavior patterns like the one you have, I I don't ask for help. I got to do it myself. When you identify a pattern, once you see it, you can change it. And so your husband's already offered to help. Come up with, here's the the coaching. Come up with a very specific um, ask about how you're going to structure your week. And then go to your husband, say, this is how it's going to go. This is what I'm going to do. And now you're in partnership yes. around your dreams. Yes. Instead of you secretly building this big emotional distance. And then how old is love? Uh, four. Awesome. She's old enough to understand that mommy has things that mommy wants to do. And the way that you deal with your guilt is, you know what you do? You thank your kids. Love, today mommy gets to go and work on her, her podcast I want to thank you so much for hanging out with so-and-so today because mommy, you know, is going to go get to do something mommy loves. And I love that you support me. And then she feels a part of it. Yeah, she's. I love that. And I love how, yeah. And I love how you're saying like schedule out like what you want, you know? So, you know what? Five, four, three, two, one. You got this, Kristen. You're my soulmate. Go. (laughs) All right. So, Kristen, I want to make sure this landed. So repeat, repeat back for me and everybody listening. Mel for president 2020. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Because <laughs> um, uh, any functioning human being would be great, and I don't happen to be one. So that would be amazing. <laughs> so I want you to, first of all, tell me the big takeaway, the big aha that you oh, got out of our conversation. I need to ask for help, and I've known this, and I am not good at it, but I'm going to become better at it. it. Great. And asking for help is a skill. It is. And it's one you just need to develop. That's it. 
There's no. And I'm a two on Enneagram, you know, if anybody follows that. So I'm like a solid got you girl, but I don't do enough for myself. Yeah. And people want to help you. Like, it's it's actually very selfish not to ask for help. Mel, how do you get unstuck in a, like, how did you and Chris get unstuck in your marriage? It was not easy for Chris and I to go through the three or four years of f***ing turmoil where I hated him for being a failure. And then where he hated me for being the one that was successful. Like, it might as well have been an affair because emotionally we were so devastating to one another. And mean and just awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did you stop that behavior? How did you stop the resentment? Just the five, four, three, the five, four, three, two, one. Well, because that takes lots of practice. It's like it's like one hundred and seventy-five times a day is what you got to use. You got to use it Um, because you know your instincts are to want to kill somebody or use that tone of voice or cut them off at the knees. And so when the emotions rise up, you five, you count five, four, three, two, one to yourself, and it gives you a moment of control to control what you do next. And, and for me, it would be tough to remember to do that because that's not the normal response, right? The normal response is to pop off. Right. Yeah. And I think I, I think I struggle with that, too, in, in our relationship as well. Like when I am triggered, it's I want my I, I, I don't take that minute to pause. Yeah. With it's my five seconds. So Just take five seconds. Because because that is what, definitely a yeah. learning habit. Like you're yeah. trying it's what so you're trying. It's so hard. to Can you count like five, four, three, two? One, yes, you go. can. <laughs> and you don't even have to say it out loud. You can you. <laughs> It, it is a moment where you're taking control. And what happens in your mind is when you're about to pop off, you're using the interior part of your brain where you're driven by automatic behavior, by emotion, by anger, by patterns. When you count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, you interrupt those habit loops and you awaken your prefrontal cortex. That's the part of your brain that you're using when you're taking a test or learning new behavior, when you're acting with courage, when you're in control. And so it's a cheat code that gives you immediate control over the part of the brain that you need um, in order to fix this situation. And so, you know, Kristen's going to need to do it five, four, three, two, one to ask for help and to break that pattern of beating herself up and feeling guilty and trying to do it all on her own. And by asking for help, you will improve your marriage because you are creating intimacy and partnership and you're letting your partner in. On your dreams and you're allowing your partner to do what your partner wants to do, which is to support you in a way that's really empowering. Yeah. Instead for Leslie and I, it's the biting our tongues when we're quick to. Totally. Okay. I know you have to leave Mel. I could literally. Well, here, let me talk about biting your tongue. You ready? Hours. (laughs) Here's the thing about biting your tongue. Five, four, three, two, one. Bite your tongue. (laughs) No, it's never edit the content of what you need to say that's true for you and your values. Edit the tone. Oh, I like that. The hardest thing that that I ever said to my husband was, I don't believe in you. Oh, ow. I don't believe that you will ever be successful or be able to provide for this family. And it scares the hell out of me. And I'm fucking angry. I think I even mm-hmm. said I should have married some guy in finance. To really like. <laughs> dig it in there. And he turned to me and you know what he said? I'm sorry, I know. Oh. oh. I know. It was the turning point in our marriage. Because it was the most honest thing I had ever said to him. 
And when you get to that level of honesty, that's when you can start to rebuild because we have a habit in our most important relationships of lying, of withholding, of acting out of anger instead of having the hard, truthful conversations. And for you, the hard, truthful conversation is, I thought I could do this. I want to try to do this, but these are the these are the Ten Commandments. Sure. And if they're broken, what's changed is I'm out. And we need to work together as we work on ourselves on how we are going to create that new reality. And that working together piece is super important because whether the relationship goes the distance or it doesn't, you have kids together, so you're going to be together forever anyway. And so working on honesty and working on respect and communication, which is all driven by the courage to be honest, that's the foundation that you need to work on. You deserve to have somebody that is honest with you. You deserve to have somebody that respects you. You deserve to have somebody that even though they might be struggling, still has the courage and the respect and the love for you to be honest with you the moment they start struggling. I'm, I I 1000% agree with you. And I just, I appreciate all of your insight. I'm obsessed with you. And I just, I cannot wait to come to, um, you know, come to one of your speaking engagements and come to um, the talk show. Second rule. Please. I would love to come to the talk show in New York, please. I love it. I would love that. I would love to be a guest. I love you, Mel. I love you too. So much for coming on the show. It means more to me than, you know, well, I'll come back anytime you want. Thank you, Mel. You're welcome, darling. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Mel. If you're in the Los Angeles area, you can watch my new daytime talk show, The Mel Robbins Show, every single weekday on KTLA at 4 p.m. Or if you're in the rest of the country, check your local listings at themelrobbinshow.com. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. 
Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Obsessed with Mel. I want to be a better person. (laughs) I'm just, every morning I'm going to go five, four, three, two, one. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) Going to go buy her book right away. Yeah. Amazon, that stuff. Hey, I got an email um, to leave with us. It's from Anonymous Wedding Parties. I recently got engaged and it has been amazing. My fiance has a larger wedding party that he's thinking of asking to stand up with him, eight. Um, And I can definitely think of that many wonderful and supportive women that are so close to my heart to stand up with me. However, I feel like I may be getting in my own head about it all. I don't want to hurt feelings. Where do you draw the line? How can I be sure these people will be in our life when we are 50, 60, et cetera? Oh, that's a big one. Is it? Yeah. I mean, mean, it's hard. I... I guess I don't understand. I don't understand the hang-up. What is her hang-up? Her hang-up is that. I can clearly see how I wedding mean, planning went for you guys. I'm like, that's a hard one. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You're like, why is it hard? <laughs> no, because I, I, for me, it's like, you know, I didn't, I had to kind of um, stretch to get some more girls on my side. Mike could, could have had a lot more. A football team? Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, I, I, I wanted to keep it like smaller. Um. But, you know, he wanted to have more. And so I, I would, I would think nowadays, I like what people do. They have opposite numbers. Yeah. And I, I think that's really cool. But looking back, just so you know, anonymous, like there is one person in my wedding party that I don't speak to anymore that is, has done some awful things 
to me, but it doesn't take away from the memory of that day. Other things take away from the memory of that day, but nothing <laughs> takes away from the memory of that day um, because of that person in the photo. Do we know how old Anonymous is? I mean, she's probably, probably not. young. Yeah. Because I do think younger, the only reason I say that is when, so I have been married twice on my second final forever marriage. But the first time I felt a, like a need to have a lot of people and I was younger. And sure. then the second time I was like, yeah. I'm good with you three, you know, or yep. two and felt good about it. Mm-hmm. It's hard too, I think, when you're at an age where everybody else is getting married, yeah. that if they put you in your wedding and their wedding, you kind of feel obligated a bit to put them in yours, even though you shouldn't, you know, there's, there's a lot of layers there. 1000%. I, I don't think the numbers have to be even, and I yeah. don't. I also don't think that the guy has to have every guy stand up for him. There are other things that you could have those guys do that are equally as important, yeah. right? Like you could have ushers. I, think, I bet there's a lot of ushers that would disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Bible reader, Bible verse readers at weddings that are like, well, the person who read our Bible verse is actually a dear, dear, very close friend who was just here. So, so yeah. So I interesting about that. I did something the other day <laughs> that I shouldn't have done. I was a little angry <laughs> with the message at church. Okay. So I took it upon myself <laughs> to DM our pastor. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, I kind of like this. No, this is this is where like in, in my note, in my therapy, I, I don't really think before I say certain things. What well, did you send it immediately? Yeah. Huh? Okay. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> did you need the five second rule for a different <laughs> reason? Yeah. <laughs> she needs a, a lot do. of singing. <laughs> but for some, you know, I, I just felt angry and I don't know if it's cause I'm angry, angry period. Uh, sure. Or, you know, and I've always had, you know, God and I have had a, um, we're, we're having a, we've always had a working relationship. Does that make sense? <laughs> Not a working relationship. We've had a, I like that. That's sweet. You're butting heads right now. Well, yeah, yes, but not. In, I, I'm always going to believe, but I, I yeah. question a lot of things sometimes. And I, oh, so I remember just sitting in church and being like, oh, like I, I felt like I got uh, he was healing everybody else, but then I walk away with, well, I'm, I don't know. I just, I just got angry, and okay. so I, I wrote out, reached out to him, um. And he, you know, he responded back and was like, I'm really sorry that you feel this way. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and I have to find a new church home now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I am so sorry. I was like, I'm just angry. And I'm, I thought that maybe I could just try to find clarity because they always say, go to, go to God, go to, you know, I'm trying to find clarity. And, you know, he's like, I'd love to sit down with you. Well, this goes back to the wedding party email because the pastor that married us also had indiscretions with his wife. Mm. And so how do I, so it's like, that was when I was really just like trusting God and everything. And then I'm like, but then he lies to, and he didn't have to tell me anything. Like he had, he didn't have to say anything to us. Like that's not, but I confided in him when things went down in, in my relationship with Mike at the time. And he just sat there. And I just remember being like, why, you know, of course, because your marriage, you know. And again, he doesn't have to say anything, but I just, so it's always just kind of like, oh, I'm just like scared to have that. I don't even know why I'm saying all this, but. I just encourage you to not let the humans get in the way of your God relationship. Mm, that's good. Because ultimately, 
it's the humanness of those people, like pastors and preachers and every, you know, those people want to be an example of, and they've signed up for a really big job because I don't know that I could ever do that and try to live biblically like they do. I mean, they would come out of the woodwork, but it's the humanness of people gets in the way. So we can't idolize anyone here. We can only confide in and have a relationship with the the one with a capital O that we know is the constant. So were you mad at the pastor or were you mad at God? Can we know what the message was? If I really you're mad want to at know. God, that's okay too. Yeah. He can take it. I was more mad at like they were he was talking about repenting and how people should, you know, the people that um have hurt others and have these addictions or these um, character defects that they need to let go of, they can be healed. And then I'm like more hopeful for the addict. Than so it they're is hopeful for, the... for them for the, but then not hopeful for the, well, then what do we do? Right. I f- the ones that continue that. to be hurt and lied to. Yeah. What happens there? I, I don't know. Addictions. Not trying to play the victim. No, 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 no. I like, mean, I'm just like in that moment, I was just feeling like there's so much grace for one side and you're like, okay, where's the well, grace for the other? Right. Because, where's the strength really? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's next week. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I maybe do... after my DM, it will, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, I got to sharpen up some things. <laughs> no. I do think like those hopeful messages are so much like grace that goes out to the people. We're all broken. So I don't know a way to frame it, but like I'll say like in this case, the people that have the addiction, and then there's the people on the other side that are trying to support the people with the addiction that are going to church to be like, okay, I got to like, you know, gear up and feel good. And and I do think when you're angry, that's the humanness part that I was talking about. It's like when you're angry with, with your people, it's hard. We don't have, like we can try to extend God's grace, but I don't know that we really have the full ability to do what God has done for us. I mean, he gave us a son, you know? So I don't, I think we just kind of have to like know it's okay to be frustrated and know it's okay to just not be okay sometimes. I mean, I've, I've left feeling, I've, I leave a lot of relationships in my life feeling <laughs> just as you're saying right now. Addiction is a beast. I'm not just talking about addiction. I'm no, but I mean like, like broken. Yeah. So yeah, that's where it resonates with me. Sure. The addictions aren't the same, but like. So I have, what do you do with it then? With everyone? No, like how do you, how do you leave then? Because. And I think it's just, and I said this to my, to Catherine, who was on last week, I told her, I go, I don't know why it is every single time I'm in church, I want to cry, but I don't because I don't want to look weak. Oh, cry it out. Mm. But it's like, it's like, I won't let him. And he's like, well, that's God trying to get into you. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I I won't, I won't like do it. I won't like release anything. And like, and there was even a prayer group that like was in front of church and I wanted to go up there and like ask for some certain prayers, but I was embarrassed. I and I walked away and I ran and I just went and cried in my car. I actually did go this week to the front. You did? Cried like a baby. Went up and said one sentence and just cried and just let him pray over me. See, I find, I just, I don't know why I get uncomfortable. Yeah, I, that's a, like, and it's is, okay if it's uncom- not your style too. But no, but I want it to be. I just get uncomfortable. Like I'm so jealous of the people in church that have their hands up and praising. That's me. And I look at them and I'm like, I wish I could do that. But you I'm can. so one time, no, rip off the bandaid one time. Like, I, like even saying it like makes me want to cry because I'm like, I want to, but like, I'm afraid to, because then I'm like, well, then if I give that, then I'm like, then it's, you know, it's a little loss of control. W- well, it's a loss of control, but also like 
is he going to be there for me? Because everyone else isn't f-ing there. Who? He? The big guy? Yeah. The big guy. That's Always there. But, oh, but that's my thing. When it starts with like Abandon. abandonment from early childhood wounds, you don't think that man's going to be there for you because that man wasn't. Yeah, but that was the human man. That's uh-huh. the humanness. Don't let the humans ruin your relationship with the one, gu- the one real guy. You know, this just got real deep. Well, Sorry. it is deep. I just encourage you. Like I used to not put my hands up. I used to not go to the front for prayer. But I also just got to a point where I was like, you just get so defeated that you're like, what can it hurt? I guess is where I went to. Like, yeah, I'm only yeah. up from here. And last Sunday was one of those Sundays where I was like just a real hard Sunday. It was a hard fight with my husband. It was, you know, I battle sometimes even with the church right now with like the amount of violence that goes on in a church. Like I do want to go, but now I'm, do I feel safe? It's like, there's, we're all have so many layers, but I don't know. You just feel closer and better and cry and release. And it's like, I just don't even if the people that are standing next to you are there for the right reasons, they'd be the ones that would put a hand on your back or pray for you before they'd ever judge you. And if they're there for the wrong reasons, then that's their own demon to fight, you know? What if you just stand there and you don't say a word? You don't have to speak. You can just stand there. Oh, you can I, go with me. We can go it. together. Oh. And hold <laughs> then, then that's what you do. I don't think you have to say anything. I, I just, you can just go up there and just. Be. And yeah. they would know that too. It's yeah, just so interesting because I even notice. I, I just I notice that every time I'm in church, I just get so eyes well, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And then too, like someone you know DM me and was like, I saw you at church, and I'm like, oh. yeah. Well, that's the other. Problem. Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, well, I gotta, you know, yeah. I can't even. I don't know. But you, but you can. I know. And I wonder too if it will become a point where you feel the pull so strongly. I had never cried in church and I remember the exact sermon where I just let it out. I couldn't help it. It didn't hit anything on the way out. It just came out. It was like this person, this pastor was telling the story and it literally lined up so identical with my childhood that like I had no choice and I just like lost it. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that will be what happens where you can't, where your humanness doesn't get in the way. Yeah, I mean, I would just, I, I, you know, I didn't grow up in a, we went every Easter, every Christmas. Yeah, I didn't grow up. You know, and it, we started to go, um, we didn't really go in L.A., and we've made it a, a pact to go every Sunday. Um, but it's just, it's a journey. Yeah. And I'm on it. It's and interesting. Okay. But I'm going to start volunteering to watch the kiddos for the first service, and then. I thought about doing that, too. Yeah, so I'm pumped about that. Anyways. But then I get nervous about germs, so I'm going to say um, <laughs> Good episode, ladies. I love you. I love you. Jesus loves you. Love God you. loves you. <laughs> well, let's just all put You're a good up. friend. Don't talk about lunch tomorrow. I love you so much. You're a good friend. Bye, guys. You're beautiful. There it is. So Avoid excited it. for next week. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because 
It's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T E C O V A S dot com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 